AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Thanksgiving is all about giving thanks and honoring some of the traditions established in your family. It's really cool how many families have found a sustainable way to go about honoring those traditions, kind of like how family farms are finding new ways of making their operations even more sustainable for the future. Live from Thanksgiving Day via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This morning we begin with a conversation with Ashley McDonald from the National Pork Board. Then it's Dr. Jennifer Wells from Truterra. And later, Brant Gilbert from Winfield United. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory. All right, Davis. Yeah. How are you today, buddy? Is everything okay? Is everything the, is, is good. Is the meal prep on time? On schedule, yes. Absolutely nice. on schedule. And, you know, even if it's not, just let's just spend some extra time together. You know, yeah, let's sure. talk about the old days. Let's make some right. new old days it, it's it's a perfect day for that kind of thing absolutely it's just a good day to be with family mm-hmm. uh to, to 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 remember what we're thankful for and uh it, it may sound corny and i don't care davis okay i really don't care i am thankful for each and every person out there listening because if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't get to do some of the crazy stuff that we get to do on a daily basis and uh, it 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 just it makes AgriTalk worth doing for us, man. It's absolutely true, Chip. I yeah. couldn't agree with you more. We are very thankful. We are. Yeah. yeah. Agri Kitty, I'm thankful very much so. for Agri Kitty. What about Agri Turkey? Any Agri Turkeys out Agri-Turkey's there? Agri Turkey's in there. Agri Turkey is fired up. Absolutely. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Sustainability. We're going to be talking yeah. about sustainability today, and and it's. Uh, it is one of those things that in the past, when we've mentioned sustainability, maybe there were some eye rolls. I don't feel the sure. eye rolls like we used to. Not nearly, no. Because, and, and I, I think the reason that we're, we're, we're seeing the whole concept taken more seriously is because there is an understanding that, listen, if agriculture and farm operations that are out there weren't already sustainable, they would have gone out of business a long time ago. So the question going forward is, how do we take an already sustainable operation and make them more sustainable going forward? And uh, not only that, but we're going to be talking about taking some of the risk out of taking a chance on a new production practice mm-hmm. how to take some of that risk out of the equation manage that risk going forward so it's an interesting show and interesting conversations that we've got that by the way we we gathered last week uh down at the national association of farm broadcasting uh convention in kansas city so mm-hmm. really cool stuff uh that we're going to be talking about on the show today and and important stuff important concepts 
about how to move agriculture forward into the future. So Kansas really City, cool. of course, one of the uh, Midwest's crown jewel cities. Well, you know, I'm hearing you talk more and more favorable about mm-hmm. Kansas City all the time. Yeah, yeah, I hear it's lovely. I hear it's lovely. You do. You do. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that's good to know. Good yeah. to know. Indeed. All right, buddy. Uh, we've got some time left here before we get to yeah. the conversation with Ashley. Go ahead, and uh, what do you got for some news? Well, yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about some of the stuff that actually happened yesterday. I mean, we may have achieved world peace. I've been watching the Macy's Day Parade myself. Okay. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to get some more thoughts from you. let just give you a chance to yabba just a little bit. Uh, okay. Let's start with USDA's daily export sale. 110,000 tons of beans sold to China for the 22-23 marketing year. This is a sale that we have been looking for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, absolutely. We need China, and and we need more and more activity from China in the uh, in, in the export sales. You know that this was a bean sale, and the the bean loadings, the shipment pace, and everything has really been pretty good, Davis. It has not been a roadblock or a heavy blanket, a wet blanket over this bean market. the The shipment pace has been really good. Now the problems on the river have mm-hmm. created some issues in getting enough soybeans in position at the Gulf. When when you look at where the shipments are originating from, we've got a, a, a big increase in the bean shipments from the PNW. Uh, it, it, we, we've had to rely more on those loading facilities up there in the PNW than, than what we have in the past. That's it, It's good that we've got that for an alternative, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to see more activity out of the Gulf to get to the kind of levels that we need our bean shipments to get to. But China coming in, being a buyer of U.S. beans, that's really important going forward. And uh, maybe, just maybe, and I know that this is something that you've been talking about on the afternoon show quite a bit here over the past couple of weeks. China's been trying to, you know, bridge that gap from, it, until new crop supplies are available out of South America, oh, just right. simply because they're cheaper. Yep, they they are that much cheaper. Well, some of the buying that we've seen from China here over the past uh, call it ten days might indicate that they're not going to be able to stretch all the way until the new crop availability out of South America. Another important uh, story: threatened December nine rail strike over attendance uh, and sick leave pay. And we had we had sort of speculated, well, what what's what's Congress going to do? What's the Biden administration going to do? Uh, Senator Grassley had this to say. Congress has the power to impose the deal that was previously negotiated. I'm a co-sponsor of the bill. There is much at stake. So hopefully Congress doesn't have to act. But I'm going to be an advocate for acting if we have to. Well, and there you go. When you're talking about the movement of commodities around, yep. whether it's you know yep. fertilizer in, grains out, chemicals, yep. uh, ethanol, whatever, we got to keep these trains rolling down the track, brother. Right. right. We do. We do. Now, we were reminded earlier this week in the conversation with or following the conversation with Ken Erickson from S&P Global that there are two sides to every story. And there are union supporters that are saying, listen, g- keep the government out of this. Let the unions and the railroads work it out. 
And I understand that argument. Uh, I also understand that these negotiations have been taking place for a long, yes. long, long time. There, uh, if 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 we're going to leave it to the unions and the railroads, then let's get to the agreement. Let's see enough give and take to make the agreement finalized. If that's not going to happen, then I'm afraid that the government is going to have to intervene in this mm-hmm. because, because just simply because the, the estimate is that it's going to cost the economy $2 billion a day Yep. at yep. a time when many are convinced that we're already headed towards a recession, Davis. If we take $2 billion worth of economic activity per day out of this economy right now, it could be devastating. Well, Senator Grassley taking on that hawkish tone wants wants to be hands-on if necessary. Yeah, absolutely, if necessary. And the question is, will a lame duck Congress be willing to step up and, and do what, what has to be Ooh. done? We've got a lot of conversation coming your way. Stay tuned. We are talking sustainability, why it's important. Up next, Ashley McDonald, National Pork Board, right here on AgriTalk. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. AgriTalk is brought to you by the NRCS Conservation Stewardship Program, which cost shares more than 150 practices on farms and ranches. Visit your local service center or farmers.gov today. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome back to AgriTalk. Thank you for making time to be with us this morning. You know, it's not quite dinner time. I get that, but... I do suggest you go ahead and be a little proactive. Maybe grab a piece of pie to go along with a cup of coffee this morning. You don't want too much turkey getting in the way of a delicious piece of pie later today. So be proactive about it. Okay, for the next couple of days, we are bringing you coverage of my trip to the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention. Uh, And we're starting it off with conversations about sustainability. I know, I know sustainability again right well wrong the sustainability conversation changed in 2022 the reason 2.8 billion dollars of climate smart farming grants delivered to several companies and organizations including farm journal some of these groups were at the nafb convention so i took advantage of the opportunity to sit down and talk with some representatives about how those funds will be used in the months ahead. 
and to producers that have for decades been involved in no-till and cover crops and other efforts that are now categorized as smart farming. I even jumped on the soapbox for you. All right, let's kick it off in a conversation with Ashley McDonald from the National Pork Board. Obviously, sustainability is a big topic of discussion at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting down in Kansas City. Joining us now is Ashley McDonald. She is the VP of Sustainability at the National Pork Board. Ashley, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. What does the VP of Sustainability do every day at the National Pork Board? <laughs> well, a, a whole host of things. It depends on the day. But, um, you know, it's not only a, a topic of discussion here at the National Farm Broadcasters meeting, but sustainability is a topic around the world. You know, I just came back from COP27 in, in Egypt last week, and, um, and it, you know, that's the conversation happening around the world and questions being asked of what is agriculture, what is U.S. pork production doing to be more sustainable, and how can it contribute to uh, the planet. Yeah. COP27, we just, we, we talked with Eric uh, Mittenthal here just last week about his experience in Egypt and everything. It, it sounds like it was a positive experience for, for Eric, but there is still a lot of education to, to do from the livestock industry to the consumers, to those that are decision makers in, in the whole effort out there. Yeah, you know, livestock production is so different from one country to another, yeah. uh, considering around the world. And then you look at the specific species, right, like pork production compared to, to ruminants and other animals, right? right. And, and so it, it's very different. And so being on that kind of a, or at that kind of a forum to be able to share uh, what we do here in the United States specific to U.S. pork production yeah. uh, was a wonderful opportunity and, uh, you know, really an eye-opening experience, well, not only for, for myself as, as my first kind of international climate summit, but but also for everyone there who I talked to and, and shared, you know, how much improvements we have made over the years, how we, why we do things that we do, and, and quantitatively, how are we uh, capturing the information about exactly what we do um, and providing our producers with decision-making tools to be able to make better decisions into the future so that we can um, scientifically and very credibly understand that we are part of the climate solution and be able to prove that. Okay, so let's talk about each individual hog producer becoming part of the solution. And it starts with documenting what you're doing today. Whether you're doing anything on, on the sustainability efforts or in an effort to reduce your emissions, anything like that, really doesn't matter. Document what you're doing today. That's exactly right. National Pork Board has invested producer checkoff dollars into a program called the We Care Farm Reports. Yes. And that's exactly what that is. It is a baseline report documenting exactly what you do on your farm today. So we're not even talking about, you know, uh, implementation of new practices, yep. but, but get it down today and, and turn that information about those practices into scientifically valid environmental, social, and economic outcomes. And that's the key to 
to it because that can be that it can be very empowering for each individual operation. Uh, whether you want to market your product differently, whether you want to talk to your lender or your landowner or potential landowners, uh, you know, all of those things are need you need something to talk about, right? And this can be it utilizes NRCS uh, best in class models as the background tool. So you know, scientifically is extremely credible, and you can take that and and really it does give producers uh, just a tool with which they can use uh, to market their product more effectively. Well, and it puts us, by documenting it today, it puts a stake in the ground, and from there you can measure progress going forward. That's exactly right. The The mantra for yeah. sustainability is really continuous improvement. Yeah. You know, we put yeah. a stake in the ground, too, as a U.S. pork industry and saying we're going we're gonna to have a 40% reduction by 2030 in our greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, to do that, we have to know where we are and we have to document the changes that are happening on the ground uh, with producers across the U.S. And so we need producers, you know, to uh, participate in the program. Um, and then we're trying to expand the program as well through these Climate Smart commodity grants that the the USDA announced fairly recently, you know, now we also have the funding to not only get the baseline report into producers' hands, but also then pay for practice implementation changes so that continuous improvement story can not only be documented, but we can ease the financial burden on producers as well. Okay, at the the industry has made some promises, has set some goals, and the National Pork Board is working forward uh, as an industry, but it doesn't work if the individuals don't get involved. That's exactly right. You know, we have to be we have to be together in this as an industry. So not only, um, and it's not only just pork producers, right? We we need yeah. pork producers to to participate in this program, but. You know, if you look at U.S. pork production's overall carbon footprint, the largest piece of that is, in fact, the feed that we feed the animals. So we're working across our feed supply chain. You know, our scope three emissions uh, are, is the feed that we feed our animal. And so we're working with National Corn Growers Association, United Soybean Board, um, to uh, find ways that we can partner um, to implement practices in the field because every efficiency and sustainability gain um, that happens on a corn or bean field across this country reflects very positively through the sustainability footprint of U.S. pork products. Okay. So if that individual wants to get started now, what's their first step? It's a very easy step to take, and it's to go to uh, porkcheckoff.org slash sustainability and, and just put your name down to sign up to start the process of getting that baseline report. That seems pretty painless to do. It does. It takes a couple hours of your time, but if you think about it either from your own individual operation perspective or at least think about it from the industry. There are a lot of questions being asked about livestock products, in particular U.S. pork products, and we have got to have the data and information to be able to effectively tell the story of U.S. pork, both here domestically to our consumers and also around the world. Okay. So from Ashley's perspective here, just real quick, How's the industry doing? That goal, that 40% emission reduction by 2030, is, is the industry on pace to get there? 
you know, we just set that goal earlier this year, and so we are working towards identifying those initiatives and those paths where we can uh, put out to producers. But I think if you if you think about the um, some of the reports that come out of USDA as far as cover crops and no-till acres, and you see the increase in number of those acres, those are going to go a long way to helping U.S. pork reach their goal. And so again, I'll just highlight the partnership between uh, all of agriculture commodities coming together and, and, and telling this story and making these improvements is extremely important. And I think it's even heightened when you think about U.S. pork products. You know, and Ashley, as I talk with some of the other nutrient management companies that are out there, what comes out of the pit is very important to some of these nutrient management companies. Yeah, uh, black gold, I think we, we recognize that. That's a huge part of those We Care Farm reports as well, is quantifying exactly how much artificial fertilizer did you displace through the utilization of this organic uh, nutrient source, and also how much money did you save as a producer by being a pork producer at the same time, right? And and I think that's a, a huge story, and that's actually a paradigm shift that I think we're seeing is going from manure being viewed as a waste and a liability to it actually being an asset and I know we know that in the agriculture industry but there is a whole big wide world out there that does not understand that and it is our job to tell that story and to show them exactly how valuable of an asset that is and how it plays into a circular um, economy how we how we feed the animal nutrients through the corn and uh, corn and bean meal and then we we cycle it through that manure and we buy it back on that field to grow the next year's crop and I think that is a powerful powerful story um, that we are just it, it almost sounds sustainable <laughs> That's exactly right. Thank you. Using the word of the day, Jim. <laughs> All right, Ashley. Thank you so much. That is Ashley McDonald, VP of Sustainability at the National Pork Board. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. Time for Markets Now with the experts from ProFarmer. Holiday markets and a drop in volume and volatility are a real thing. Normally, I talk about how high volume and high volatility bring some opportunities for marketing. It's one of the reasons I talk about using price orders in the cash market that trigger at any time, even if it's just a quick spike to the upside in the overnight session. During the holidays, if volume and volatility are down, the path of least resistance for corn, soybean, and wheat prices is normally to the downside. And while the grains have slipped through short-term support levels, prices are still relatively elevated. As a result, holiday trade is providing an opportunity to establish a price floor on old crop stocks still in the bin. 
Lower volatility drags down the premium on put options, reducing the cost to construct that price floor. So, in this case, low volume, low volatility, holiday trade are offering up an excellent opportunity to execute a risk management strategy. Now, as a reminder, the premium on a put option moves like a seesaw in relations to the futures price. If you buy a 650 March corn put option, the premium on that put option increases the further March futures fall below 650. So, as the futures price goes down, the premium on the put option goes up. That increase in the put option premium is used to offset the price slide. If prices rally above 650, the premium on the put option falls, but the most that can be lost on the put option is the premium paid. When the put premium hits zero, you are once again participating in the price rally. That's why a put option is considered a price floor. Learn more about risk management at tryprofarmer.com. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Welcome back to AgriTalk. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, we're bringing you coverage from the National Association of Farm Broadcasting meeting down in Kansas City. And a uh, lot of very important issues being discussed down there. And, of course, sustainability, climate smart farming. It's a big topic of conversation because of the funding, because of the money that's available to it. And, and hey, if it's available to the companies, that means it's available to the farmers as well. So we're going to learn more about that right now with Dr. Jennifer Wells. She is the senior agronomist at Truterra. Dr. Wells, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Okay, uh, Truterra, give us a reminder. What is Truterra? So Truterra is the uh, sustainability business of Land O'Lakes. And of course, Land O'Lakes is a 101-year-old cooperative, so we've been around a long time. Um, we are looking to you know, influence sustainability across all the, the aspects of our, our enterprise, right? So we're looking at even dairy foods, lowering our methane emissions. We're looking at Purina, the, you know, the, how do we you know, lower you know, emissions there? And of course, Winfield United, how do we work with them to increase soil health with growers and to, you know, at, at the end of the day, make them more sustainable and, and better for the environment? Right. 101-year-old company. Yes with a relatively new concept, okay? How's Truterra fitting in at Land O'Lakes? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's very similar to working at a startup yeah. where you're doing a lot of different things, wearing a lot of hats, but still trying to navigate the rules of um, a, a, corporate, a corporate big you know, yeah. company. So um, it, it's, it's fun. It's challenging. We've got a lot of support from our CEO. Um, she is a very firm believer in, in sustainability and in Tutera, and so we're very fortunate to have her. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's very cool. I mean, and if if we see a division like Trutera supported from the top down, I think it just gives confidence throughout the industry that hey, this is something that that the biggest of the big 
are taking seriously. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Beth is so forward thinking. And so for her to have that vision, even in 2016, when we started Trutera, um, to, to see where it would come, you know, where it would be now um, yeah. it is really incredible. And, and it's, I'm really proud to work for a company that takes sustainability seriously. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, I mentioned the funding from USDA for some of the climate smart farming. It's a huge infusion of cash into this industry. What does it mean to Trutera? What does it mean for farmers? So Trutera was actually a recipient of a $90 million um, climate smart agricultural grant, um, which is so exciting. We feel, you know, like very hold, lucky. Hold, hold, yes. hold on just a second, because I, yes. I got to go full disclosure on you. Yeah. Farm Journal is also a recipient of, of one of these grants. I just want everybody to, right. to know that as we're having the, the, the conversation. Okay, $90 million uh, grant. $90 million. So we're both winners. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so and, and this, we're putting every single dollar back into our retail network and into um, helping growers with their soil health journey, right? So if we um, look at different things that we're able to do with this grant, we're able to, um, you know, fund some, you know, different type of educational programs, training programs, help a grower not take the burden of, you know, reducing their yield in order to increase their soil health or, you know, to you know, increase their carbon in the soil. Um, we're able to do some cost share things with our retailers that enable them to um, empower the farmers to, to make practice changes where, you know, if, if they, you know, let's just say if, if, a, if a, a holdup of a farmer is planting cover crops, well, if we can do some cost share things with like such as a, you know, cover crop planter to help our retailer provide that service for the grower to implement larger and larger practice changes, that that's a things that we want to do with this grant. So okay. it's all going back to the retailers and, and to our growers eventually. Yep. Okay. Do you feel like there's momentum? Do you feel like, the, and, and I'm sure that there's momentum in moving this forward. Are you satisfied with the momentum that's in the, in, in the process? So I, there is definitely momentum, yeah. uh, 100%. Am I satisfied? Yeah, but I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. You know, you cannot look at a company without looking at their sustainability goals. I mean, everybody has sustainability goals. Yeah. And for us to hit those numbers and the, for us to hit the goals that they have, and the consumers are, are now, we're demanding that they yes. that they like actually put their money where their mouth is. And so for them to be able to hit those goals, they're going to have to, um, you know, they're going to have to pay out for carbon credits and um, it, it's an exciting time and I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger. Okay. Takes partners. Uh, there's no question about that. You got to team up. Uh, Trutera, American Farmland Trust. Uh, tell us about that connection. So um, Trutera and American Farmland Trust, it's a, again a, a great opportunity for us to, um, gosh, a, a, a lot of money, a big grant yeah. to help us. Again, you know, overall soil health is our goal. Yeah. You know, while, you know, carbon is great, carbon is just one piece of it. And so if we want to look at soil health holistically and talking about that in terms of, yeah, it's carbon. Yeah, it's also reducing greenhouse gas emissions, but it's also really good for the farmer too. And there are opportunities for, you know, for the farmer to um, increase their organic yeah. and organic matter, and for them to like have better yield stability over time based on these practice changes. And so, you know, these grants just help us reach more farmers and really help them along the way and with their journey. All right. So, let, let's imagine that a farmer has not made the first step. Uh, some of the funds are to encourage those producers to make that first step. What do they do? 
So they can go to TruderaAg.com. We work with over 50 retailers across the nation. So there's one, I mean, it, it, in every farming footprint. Um, they, these retailers are equipped with programs. So we have a market access program where we could, we'll actually pay a farmer to put their data into our tool um, and then just to sort of dip their toe in. And at the same time, while they're putting their data in, we're, you know, this tool will help connect them with NRCS funding, different funding you know, through our programs. And then at the end of the year, after the practice change, go back and look and see what the practice change did. Let's, let's look at the carbon that was sequestered in that particular year and how much was it. And this is the amount that you would get if you choose to, you know, if you choose to take, the, take the payment and, right. and sign the contract. It's, there's no commitment, but it's just a nice way to learn and, and to, you know, to feel more comfortable with the process without diving all in. Yeah. So. Okay. You you met you you mentioned this earlier, and I'm going to go back to it about you know that pay, that payment might be there to help offset any production loss. Sure. All right. So many it, producers just aren't wired that way. They, they you know in, in so many so many producers are wired to. My job is to produce as many bushels per acre as I possibly can each and every year. Um. It so. How do do we need to get them over that? Can we adopt some of these production changes and not give up the productivity? That's our goal, you know, yeah. and um, that's, I, I will tell you, I, you know, we are sister companies with Winfield United. Yep. And so our market access program is really geared to work with them towards, with their Impact RX. So, you know, their Impact RX is actually a warranty program where, you know, you can put your market access money towards the warranty program, make that practice change. And it, it's an insurance policy, essentially saying that you yeah. won't, you won't lose yield. And if you do, you'll get paid on the acre. So utilizing you know the tools from you know all, all the way down the line is really the way to do that and and just because you know you utilize the warranty or you get paid by you know by Truterra that does not negate any funding from NRCS or any other sources and so um, I think it's important that we connect funding all the way down the pipeline and get the grower every single dollar that they can and you know and that's not to we can't forget that they have the agronomy services too that are, are helpful within our retail locations to help them make the changes that they need to make to in order to not lose yield um, due to their practice change okay. because that's important. Okay. When you're talking with a farmer that's considering making the change, what is the is there one thing, is there is it multiple things that give gets that producer over the hump to go ahead and implement some of the changes? So I always say start small, you know, and start start with something that you don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of equipment or you don't have to change every single practice change. And so, right. you know, maybe starting with a cover crop and, and do something maybe easy like cereal rye or something like that. It's start small and, and just and learn and, you know, talk to your neighbors, talk to your, you know, talk to the people who've been doing this a long time. You can learn a lot from each other for sure. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We, we talk about the impact that the legacy guys uh, in the climate smart farming or the regenerative farming or whatever you want to call it uh, the legacy guys the guys that have been doing it for a long time uh, we wonder where their contribution is going forward and how they might be able to participate in this carbon market well what if they've got a whole bunch of people that they're mentoring out there to me that makes them eligible for some of this money Absolutely, and through our grant, we're looking at programs just like that. that. Would be yes, we, that we have that in our in our pipeline. So that's something that we recognize is an industry-wide issue, and it's it's something that could be really valuable going forward. Yeah. So, 
you know, I'm not going to quit leaning on those early guys to come up with the next step and what it's going to in, in what is going to speed regenerative processes or uh, you know add to it add on add on add on is what they should be looking to do but if they can you know kind of pied piper a large group behind them that country as you as you just said uh, that contribution absolutely needs to be recognized absolutely and and it's coming from a it's a peer-to-peer conversation yeah. and it's yeah. not someone trying to sell them something or somebody trying you know it's it's just a peer-to-peer conversation and that's not lost on anybody at land of lakes that that's a really good asset yeah. i mean that's an easy one to have over a beer at the bar Absolutely. that's not a difficult conversation to have how do farmers get involved with Chutera? so they need to go to uh, chuteraag.com or reach out to their closest Chutera retailer this has been a fun conversation i mean it, it's so important and uh engagement engagement of all producers out there is something that we're looking for absolutely thank you so much for the interview i appreciate it all right you bet that is dr jennifer wells senior agronomist there at true terra all right we'll be back with more agritalk we're going to talk with the guys at winfield united next to produce higher yields and greater value at harvest timing is everything Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. We don't make the news, we render it. Agritalk. You know I'm a dreamer. Welcome back to Agritalk on Thanksgiving. Glad that you made some time for us today. We've been spending the day down in Kansas City at the National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention, and we're going to wrap up uh, today's coverage uh, with a conversation with Brent Gilbert. Brent is the Director of Business Transformation for Winfield United. Brent, welcome to AgriTalk. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chip. Okay. It's a margin business, Brent. It's a margin business. Any help that farmers can get in managing that margin, I think they're going to take it. What does Winfield United offer? Yeah, you're spot on. So we offer a program. It's just a couple years old. It's called Advanced Acre RX. And what Advanced Acre RX is, it's a prescription of products. And that prescription of products, uh, when you follow it, it comes with a warranty. Okay, and that warranty offsets some of the risk of those products not performing. So let me unpack that a little bit for you. The prescription of products is backed by our AnswerPod system. So we have over 90 AnswerPod locations across the United States, 20-plus years of data on how 
the seed and the crop protection products work together to deliver an outcome, right? Yeah. So we say, hey, follow this prescription, and if you don't meet or exceed your approved yield, we'll cover some of the costs of those products. So we're basically putting our money where our mouth is behind that, that suite of products that we're going to recommend for that grower. Yeah. You know, when we talk about Winfield United, this risk management approach, it, it might be brand new to some of the listeners out there, you know, coming from Winfield United. Yeah, it was because it is brand new. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've traditionally sold products, distributed yeah. products. Um, but those plots have been really a foundation for how we make recommendations and place products across, you know, various different soil types, geographies, et cetera. And so our ability to then take all that data and say, look, we've got something here. We know these work. So how do we help farmers offset the risk of trying something new or trying that product? Uh, you know, fungicide is a great example. For many years, fungicide, you know, is at 30% of the market is going to use a fungicide. Well, we know that you're going to get a benefit from using that fungicide with an adjuvant. How can we help them offset the risk of trying that? And that's where this genesis of this idea came from was, hey, let's go out and let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's offer a warranty program that offsets some of the costs. Never going to offset all the costs, but some of the costs of trying these new products. And that's where it took off. So that was two years ago we started CHIP. Um, kind of got our, our feet going a little bit in southern Minnesota, um, which was our biggest market two years ago. We pay back 20 to 25%. We know we're going to pay back 20 to 25% of those warranties. Okay. Uh, that's part of it. If we weren't, we weren't doing our job well, right? We weren't taking the risk we needed to help that farmer, like I said, meet or exceed that approved yield. So, yeah, it's grown from there. This last year we did 600,000 acres. This next year we're already, we already have a 500,000 acres in the system today. So we know we're going to do probably double that by the time it's all said and done. And, and it's really, it's a tool that's, you know, it's, it's foreign a little bit just yep. to think about it. But once, they, once the farmer understands it, it really resonates with them and uh, a great way to just offset some of that risk of trying new things. Okay, so I'm looking at the product, the package, for the first time. Yep. Take me through the decision-making process on whether or not I'm going to participate. Yeah, I think the best time to do it is actually right now uh, where you're sitting down and you're working on that farm plan for next year. And you're saying, hey, what seed am I going to place on what acre? You know, how, how am I going to manage fertility? How am I going to manage that the, there's no weeds? How to make sure that seed gets out of the ground, gets a fast, strong start? You know, and am I going to use a fungicide in that package? And if I start to think about that farm plan and what I want to do and I'm working with my local agronomist, then I say, okay, what's the cost of that? And what if I could get some risk assurance if that didn't work? That's exactly where that product comes into play, Advanced Acre RX. It's when I, I look at the total numbers and say, what am I willing to pay to, for risk assurance that this does or doesn't work? Um, so it's a great way to start with the seed and thinking through that whole farm plan and just saying, okay, I'm willing to take some risk on this. It looks like Winfield United is as well. Let's do it. You know, the, the thing about this is it kind of changes the whole dynamic then of risk management. And the reason that I say that is this doesn't re replace risk management plans in the traditional sense. It doesn't. But this takes some of the, jeez, that was going to be such an obvious statement. <laughs> it, it takes some of the risk out of trying these new products and these new approaches. It, 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 it almost is kind of a, a calming effect to go ahead and try some of this stuff. Yeah, especially you know, what we found is that the, the farmer who's out farming, you know, thousands of acres, they got a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. And if you can sit down with them and say, hey, let's not get into what herbicide is going to kill your weed. Let's just look at this package and say, this is the package of products. Winfield's confident in it. They're going to back it with, and offset the cost of this. It's a no-brainer. It really is a no-brainer. And it's all backed to that approved yield on their crop insurance. So, you know, that's a, that's a number that they track every year, that they put in the system every year, that their crop insurance is based off of, which they need, to your point. This isn't supplemental crop insurance. Right. This is a prescription of products that are that are going to perform, and if they don't, you get some of that cost offset. So it's it's really resonating uh, with growers. And so that's why we've seen that double double growth every year. 
Okay, I, I don't want to focus too much on the on those that get a payment yeah. from this program. But what's their reaction when you when you say, okay, we've identified that you did everything right yeah. according to plan, yeah. um, and still fell a little bit short? What's their reaction when a payment's coming their way? Yeah, that, that, that's they're like, wow, this is worth it. I'm going to do that again next year. I'll give you an example, real life example. Yeah. Uh, two year, you know, uh, 2021, Southern Minnesota, uh, dry, drier than normal. And we had a farmer follow the, the fungicide program, which is, you know, apply this fungicide with the adjuvants and, and we'll, you know, back it to 100% of your approved yield. Uh, the dryness, they still applied the fungicide. The dryness didn't get them to 100% of their pr approved yield. They got the payment. But get this, on top of that, they also beat everybody around them who opted not to apply the fungicide in the first place. So despite the fact that they, you know, say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and take this risk and apply that product, they also got the bump of the yield and the payment. So they were thrilled, uh, and they're they're back again last year here in 22, and they'll sign up again next year in 23. So they're in it. They're in it. Yeah. You know, when we uh, get into conversations like this, I go back 30 years to a conversation that I had with Dr. Barry Flinchball at Kansas State University. When when he defines farming, he uses one word to define farming, and that is risk. I should say, when he defined farming, R.A.P. Barry. Um, the uh, this is just another angle at risk management that is can be applied easily in in your operation. Yeah, spot on. It's another tool in the toolbox, is what we like there to say. Go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, you know, you know all the technology that's coming out in the industry, whether that's uh, biologicals or new fungicides, and they all are having claims of of additional yield yeah. bumps, right? So this this helps that farmer say, hey. I see all this stuff. Tell me which ones you've seen work best, and then that you're willing to back. And it just, you know, it's just one less thing they have to worry about when they're looking at that farm plan, all the things they got on their plate. This is outstanding. Like I said, it's just, it is another chunk of risk that you can manage in your operation. I think it's really, really cool. Brent Gilbert is the director of business transformation at Winfield United. Thank you so much, Brent. I really appreciate it. You guys, thank you so much for joining us on this Thanksgiving day. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you this afternoon, 206 Central, right here on AgriTalk.